0: This is The Lost Art of Communication, hosted by Molly and Tricia. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Lost Art of Communication podcast. Today, we have with us Eliza Shirazi. Eliza is the founder and creator of Kick It. She is going to explain to us what that is and how Molly actually got involved as well. So welcome, Eliza.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here to talk all things communication.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to have you too. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and yourself and your background, as well as this program that you have created?
1: I would love to. So Kick It is, I'll talk about it in a couple of parts. I'll talk about the actual class, and then I'll share with you what the community is about and the brand and the feeling we want people to have um, during and after our classes. So the actual class is a 13-round method and the rounds represent a song. So our classes are very music driven and they're also uh, the songs are also great markers for where we're at in the class. So people can follow along easily, know how much they've done, know much know how much they have left And um, we use cardio kickboxing as the inspiration for the actual workout. Um, And this comes just for a love of boxing and kickboxing. It is not traditional martial arts. And I I like to usually be clear about that because I respect that sport very much. This is just inspired um, by these fighting sports. the biggest part about Kick It is actually one round at the very end of class, round 13. It's our meditative round. It's our cool down round. And it's not about the physicality of the class at that point. It's about calming our minds, calming our bodies and taking a moment to practice um. Patience, silence, um, to sit with our thoughts if we're having a really tough day or an anxious day, and a moment to not suppress or ignore what's really going on in our lives, like we might be doing during the class, like just kind of ignoring what's going on and just getting energy out. So round 13 is a really big part of our signature class, and it's a challenge for people because it's a little surprising to slow down during a cardio class. So I find that to be the most impactful round, but, um, I think as a whole, it's a very powerful class that really helps people feel good from the inside out. Kick it as a brand is really based on female empowerment. And we have the word fempire trademarked and plastered all over our clothes and website, um, because, women have truly helped build this company and this brand and they're the ones who have made it into what it is today. And um, we want women to feel really strong inside and outside of class and especially in a world that is heavily male dominated, like the sport of boxing or fitness in general. Um, So this is a space for women and men, but we really play towards women and helping them feel free and good and strong and well from the inside out. Um, And we want, again, people to feel all of those things inside of class and then carry it with them outside of the class. So I recently got certified as a kick it instructor Last
2: May, I think. Last May, yeah. Um, it was like a quarantine project, but then turned into so much more, obviously. But what you said around about round 13, I had only taken Kika classes a couple times before I got certified. But once I got into the certification, I was reminded about round 13. I remembered why I loved it so much. And every round 13 too, typically like a quote is shared and that part always like makes you really think and slow down. And I think it's so important to slow down, especially in workouts, because yeah. workouts can get so fast and so mindless sometimes. You're just like, how much am I sweating? Is let me check my watch. Is like, am I burning enough calories? And I think Kick It has done a really nice job to not let your mind go there as much. Like a lot of the times when I'm doing Kick It, and I know as a student slash taker of the class, I don't know yeah participant that's the word I was looking for um like you're not thinking as much about like where is it like you know how much calories am I burning um so how do you I mean I was in the certification obviously but how do you really foster that in your instructors and how did you think of that idea in the beginning of like just making sure that it's about checking in with yourself versus like weight loss and calorie burning and all that
1: It always starts from the top down, I think, no matter what you're doing. And I just, I really, like growing up, I really never used movement as a weapon. And I think that's actually kind of unique because a lot of people do. It's, it's really normal to, but I grew up dancing and that was, that was like a creative outlet. For me, and it wasn't used to burn calories or like change my body. Um, And being transparent, I've always been fairly small, like since I was little, I was just petite. And so I think that probably plays to me not weaponizing fitness because I never felt like I had to. Um, But as I've gotten older, my body has changed 100%. I guess you could say I'm still petite to an extent, but you know, I have cellulite and my arms jiggle and my belly jiggles. And that's different for me because growing up, I was notoriously just small. So that's been a really interesting, um, kind of evolution in really understanding why people weaponize fitness. I get it. I totally get it. The older I got, the more I was like, yeah, obviously it makes sense. People are obsessed with their smartwatches with worrying about how many calories they're burning, but doesn't that drive people insane and totally, not totally, but partially ruin what exercising is about. Like it, like, let's come back to what exercising should be about, which is feeling good, releasing anxiety, helping maybe relieve depression, hard times, stress, and someone who struggles with anxiety, I've always found movement to be really healing for me. Does it fix it a hundred percent? No, but it definitely makes me a happier person. And I just want that for people. I think also in the age of social media, gosh, there's so much misinformation about fitness and wellness and um, why you should do it. And people just kind of throwing out, I think, too many blanket statements about what fitness is for and what it's about. And I just want people to get back to like the root of working out, which is to feel well. And sure, a byproduct is looking good. But when you focus on that, you're actually just chasing a short term goal. Like long term goals should be feeling well. So that's really been my belief throughout my life. And especially as my own body has changed. Um, and I just, I just hope people can feel comfortable again in knowing that they don't have to be glued to like numbers when it comes to exercising. Have
0: you ever had a student or an instructor who was really obsessed with the numbers or the calories or freaking out about their body? And if so, how did you communicate with them or express to them? that maybe that's not the healthiest way to look at this.
1: When people come to kick it, I think that they understand very quickly what we're about. And I think that the people that do come and they have this headspace of like getting skinny or burning calories, um, they put themselves in a space to become educated about how they can change their mindset. So I've, Rarely had something get out of hand where I have had to, like, you know, talk to someone and be like, hey, you know, maybe you should consider not working out like three times a day. And maybe you should not, like, you know, look at your watch 10 times during the class. Because I think that doesn't happen often because we're constantly talking about this messaging. So I feel like people are constantly becoming educated on it just by being in the community and just by being in the class. Um, What I think is more telling is the many, many people who come forward in the Facebook group or even, you know, when in-person pre-COVID was a thing, they would come up to me in person and say, hey, I just want you to want to let you know that my mindset has changed so much about working out and I can't thank you enough it's, it's more those stories that come forward versus me recognizing, you know, like poor habits maybe, because like, again, we're talking about that messaging so much. Um, but it's really the stories that come out where you're like, ah, thank God they found this space, you know, (laughs) thank God there's a space for them to like figure out how to be well from a more like holistic approach.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's that phrase. I don't know. It's like, the seven people that you surround yourself is who you become. So if you surround yourself and get into spaces where it's more positively like talked about, obviously your mind's, it's going to change. I have definitely like gained weight during the quarantine, but I have, I haven't really thought about it. I have my moments obviously, but like I haven't thought about it very much because I'm doing kick it and it's fun and it's exciting. And like, I like moving and the music is so fun too. Um, And it's just a different space to really, help me and I'm sure a lot of others like just have a more positive person in my brain talking to myself versus like that other negative self-talk that came came in usually um in the past so I think it's so amazing that that's part of what we've created because it is like a fitness method right (laughs) so um do you see other people in the community Starting to change. I feel like on Instagram when I scroll, I don't know if it's my personal feed. Like I'm just getting rid of the negative people. But do you feel like the fitness industry as a whole is changing, or is it still negative?
1: I think that it's evolving for sure. Um, I posted on Instagram last week. I found this really old fitness DVD, and it was this woman with like ripped abs in booty shorts and a sports bra with her hands on her hips. And the title of the DVD was like fix 20 or something like that. And it was like all about like, you know, fixing yourself to look like her. And so I think we've come a long way from that. I think that would almost be that kind of image would be like, I think scrutinized nowadays. Um, And it's not a bad thing to look strong or to be skinny, but I think that we have evolved from putting that as the only body type on a pedestal. And, um, I think, I think the industry's doing a better job. I think some people are hopping on the bandwagon because it's trendy to, you know, be inclusive of other sizes and races and diversity. Um, but I can only really speak to like what we're doing and what we're creating. And that's always been a really important part of kick it is inclusivity and diversity from, the very beginning. I think that word fix is very
0: strong. I don't think anyone would be successful today if that's their verbiage that they use, at least among a younger generation, because we're used to, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's not about fixing. So Molly and I a while ago did an episode about not using the F word, the F word being fat and different strategies we can use to talk about Our bodies and talk about health without making people feel insecure about their bodies necessarily. So I'm just curious if you have any tips for listeners about words to avoid or phrases to avoid or empowering phrases that can be used instead to kind of shift the mindset from a place of I need to look good and I'm insecure and therefore I'm exercising to I want to do this from a healthier place.
1: Yeah, I think that self-talk is vital to succeeding. I mean, if you're not nice to yourself, (laughs) you're not going to really get where you want to go, but it's hard when you have bad habits. Um, Bad habits meaning how you talk to yourself. So if you're constantly saying, you know, I'm fat, I need to fix this, I need to lose this, I need to work on this. I just think that like constant I need to, is really harmful. Instead, I think that the mindset should be and the way we talk to ourselves should be, I want to do X, Y, and Z to feel this way. So an example could be, I want my legs to be stronger. So I'm going to take, you know, X amount of kick it classes this week to feel great and accomplish that. So I think there needs to be a sense of like, wanting to do something because if you enjoying it, because if you don't want to do it and if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. (laughs) You're just going to kind of be in a, be in a sick cycle. I also think too, like, you just have to be careful. Again, that like negative talk, you can still be harmful with using the phrase I want. Like I want to be skinny. I want to lose, you know, X amount of weight in a certain time. There's still like harmful ways you can use that phrase, But I think, again, two main themes should be wanting to do something from like a genuine place and finding a lot of joy getting there. I love that point about
0: bringing joy to it and kind of having fun with it. Because when I took Kick It with Molly, I, so I'm not a person usually my exercises are like yoga I like don't like the idea of intense exercise and so to me I was very intimidated to go into this and so when we were doing some of the exercises there were songs that I like and one thing I really love is dancing and so I was just like kind of grooving and Molly even told me after she's like I saw you like adding like dance moves to the the exercises and it made me really happy and I kind of realized I was doing it, but kind of didn't because for me, it was like, in order for me to power through this, which in my mind going into, it was like, I'm just doing this for Molly to support her. I don't want to be doing this, but it ended up being fun because I added those elements of dancing. And that's something that I already like. So I love that you bring that joy piece to it because exercise doesn't have to feel like hurdle and I think that's why you all use such great music and make that a big element and the the mental aspects too so I love that yeah when I was on vacation sorry
2: Eliza what were you gonna say
1: no I was just saying I, I love to hear that feedback that's great
2: um when I was on vacation during Christmas break I was in Florida and I don't think I've ever worked out on a vacation ever but like so most of the kick it classes are based in the East coast. And then I was finally on the East coast and people were coming out with the best playlists. I think there was like a Hamilton one. I was like, I am not missing a class about Hamilton. So I'm going to work out and I'm so excited about it. And it was such a different mindset for me. And I think being home too brings up the idea of like, I feel like I talk about my mom a lot on this podcast, but I'm going to bring her up again. Um, She's obviously from an older generation and there's that mindset of like, oh, you don't need to work out, honey. You look great. Oh, my gosh. Like the first thing whenever I come home is like, you look so good. And I'm like, thank you. It's been a couple months since you've seen me. Anything else you want to talk about? (laughs) And it's such an interesting um, shift. I think our generation has done a really good job at like shifting that mindset. Um, but something else I wanted to bring up is how, speaking of shifting, um, you shifted really well during COVID. And I want to talk about that, how basically everything obviously was in person prior to COVID. And then, um, you created this whole kick it online. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. It seems so long ago, but so short as well, like this whole time for everybody, I'm sure that's that's relatable. Like, like March was just like yesterday and then, you know, we're looking forward and it's almost March, 2021. It's really weird. Time is really warped. Um, yeah. So pre COVID, the, the, my jam was teaching in-person classes and I did, I did actually do some online content. Um, but that was just kind of a nice accessory to (laughs) the main course. And my, a part of my job is to train other kick instructors and our certifications were something that we hosted four times a year in person. And it was a you know big ordeal, big to do, really exciting. And between those four certifications, I was teaching, depending on the season, outdoor classes. We had a pop-up studio in the Seaport in Boston. We had instructors teaching at boutique gyms, big box gyms, their own pop-up events. So it was really just kind of delivering cake at classes myself and also supporting our trainers and getting out there and teaching. Um, to be completely transparent, it was a good model to start off with, but not truly sustainable. So COVID hit and it was time to like really figure out what to do and how to make this a more sustainable business. And I don't know, it's really crazy. I don't know if I would have made moves as fast as fast as I did without COVID. And I'm thankful for that situation. But um, one of my goals for 2020, before COVID even hit was to create a virtual platform, just so all of these instructors could feel more connected. And um, just so that there was a greater sense of community amongst all of us. And little did I know that I would be creating that and then so much more. So Um, it really started right when I, I was, I was in LA when stuff was getting really bad in March and I flew home and the pop-up studio had to close immediately. Everybody's gyms were closing, studios closing, everything was just kind of coming to a, a great halt. And so it was within like a week period. I started testing out doing my own zoom classes first, just myself. And it's so funny to look at the schedule of like the beginning of March or, you know, when COVID started, when it was just me just testing out classes and then by april i started inviting other instructors to come teach virtually and It quickly snowballed into an entire virtual teaching slash learning program where instructors could teach virtually, have an opportunity to make meaningful income, and also have weekly continuing education sessions where guest speakers come in. I coach the instructors, um, instructors coach instructors, and it's it's all continuing education. And that was such a dream for me because that's something I really wanted to create in 2020, but I didn't know I was going to be able to do it with this kind of impact or like this scale. And then on the other side of the business, it was classes. So it was having kick it so accessible to anyone in the entire world, which is, insane and awesome and it's like why would why didn't I do this sooner you know like I was stuck in my own habits thinking I'm doing business one way but um it not only gave the instructors an opportunity to keep teaching and reaching audiences but it also provided um kick it to become just so accessible to so many people so that's kind of the the journey over the course of the last year it's a crazy shift
2: like crazy how you were already thinking of it beforehand and then you're like oh okay we're doing it, (laughs) which just shows, yeah, it shows like how flexible you are and how like you can manifest some things sometimes. Hopefully you didn't manifest COVID, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the community, I've been a part of it since I, yeah, May, I think I joined when I got certified, um, is so positive and is so like friendly. Was that something you expected out of this? Like the students taking the class to also feel part of this community or was that just like an extra vibe product of it
1: uh the community's been such a huge part of kick it that I wasn't surprised like that's always been the standout thing about kick it is the community um and so I, I wasn't really surprised by that but I think I think on a selfish level it was like wow this is what it's like to have hundreds of people together experiencing kick it and something that I knew could always be possible but just like with focusing so much in person it was like you know, I, I wasn't really sure how to do that. We had large events and classes, but it wasn't on a regular basis where like all these people could always connect. So I think for me, it was just kind of like, yes, I knew that I knew this was here all along. And it was, it's just really, really cool to see it, you know, foster itself. Like the members just post in the group, sharing love for instructors or their journey. And, um, you know, the instructors, including you, you also foster this kind of, um, community and this vibe that makes people want to just engage.
2: Yeah. And I think the community too, like, it does feel different. Like I know I was having my own existential, I can't say that word crisis the other week of just like, I have nobody in my life. I'm so alone. California is still all shut down and everything is terrible. Um, And it doesn't feel like, you know, connecting online can be such a fulfilling thing, but I get messages on Instagram a lot of the time from people that I haven't met who've taken the class or like people that I've reconnected with over Kick It because I've gotten people to try classes and now we take them together. And it's so interesting, like just during COVID online, still feeling that connection, even though we're not in person. I think that's so beautiful too.
1: Yeah. And I think it's unique um, you can't really like, it's hard to teach people how to create that, but I think it's just like the people that are a part of it, make that what it is.
0: Is there anything in particular you do that to foster a community, especially in a virtual world?
1: Yes. And probably, uh, subconsciously, um, just stuff that's like been ingrained for, for a while. Um, I think like this is such like a uh tip of the iceberg kind of thing but like even when new members come in I tag all the new members and ask them to introduce themselves in the group and um nudge them to do it if they haven't done it yet because some people do think like uh like what am I going to get out of a facebook group <laughs> like who cares where i'm from like i'm just here to work out but once people take that step and they're even the slightest bit vulnerable about why they're there they find like other people will comment and be like hey me too, or, Hey, I'm from the same state that you're from, or, um, let's take class together. Um, so I think that in the past, maybe things like Facebook groups, uh, their, their value has been overlooked, but it's actually, it doesn't matter what forum you do it on, (laughs) you know, I'm sure there are other ways virtually that people can connect like this, but for us, it's been a Facebook group and that's been really amazing.
0: Sounds like the key is to, humanize everyone because they think it's easy in a group like that to think oh I'm just a name I'm just a face or picture but the fact that you're asking people to introduce themselves and other people comment on it it reminds us that these groups while not in person and not a perfect substitute for being in person they are a good way especially in the situation that we're in right now To connect with people. And if you actively remind yourself, like, hey, this isn't just a robot typing on text. This isn't just a picture on a screen. This is an actual human being sitting down and sharing something. I think that's a really beautiful thing. So good for you.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, I certainly don't do it alone. The instructors, you know, without hesitation, do the same exact stuff. Um, And I think honestly, again, it's like maybe a little subconsciously, maybe a little learned, like we do teach the instructors to engage in the Facebook group and to nourish like relationships, but I feel like it's mostly an organic thing.
2: And I think too, being vulnerable in the group has become a huge part of it. Like, I don't know, like the other day you posted something like I've been lying all day and I'm getting up for the first time or like people posted really vulnerable things of like, I haven't worked out in six months and I feel like I need support from the group. Can you all like boost me up real fast? And it's, it's so supportive. And I think Trisha, you nailed it on the head, humanizing too, because now we realize like, yeah, through zoom, like, I mean, I've never met you, Eliza, in person, but obviously I feel like I know you a little bit more than (laughs) if I just watched your videos without an interaction, right? And like, we can humanize through all of this stuff and humanizing and vulnerability, I think are key in this. So what, Eliza, do you think like about vulnerability in the space that we've created too?
1: Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, That's the only way you can really connect with people is if you're vulnerable and relatable. So uh, I think even on social media, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, people get really caught up with like Instagram and followers. And it's something we talk to the instructor group a lot about too, not focusing so much about you know, how many followers you have or likes you're getting on posts or this, that, and the other thing. It's like, how much can you relate to your audience and how vulnerable can you get, Um, you know, with boundaries, of course, but that's what helps people really connect. And if people can see themselves in you, that's a really powerful thing. Now, granted, you want to harness that in a positive way. Some people can take advantage of others by you know, using their vulnerability um, and and using it for, you know, not great stuff. But I think we're in a position in such a really great position to be vulnerable, you know, be relatable in class on social media, and use that to help people become really well from the inside out. So that's, that's how I see it.
0: I love that. This has all been So fun and informative and inspires me to take more kick it classes. We like to end every episode with a tangible takeaway for our listeners. So if there's one thing you could recommend people start doing to improve their communication or just their lives in some way, what would that be?
1: I think the best thing to do is honestly this little exercise of shifting how, you're saying things to yourself. So like, I need to, and then it's usually like a negative thing, like lose something. I think an exercise of just maybe writing down what comes to mind when you think of that, like what are all like the negative things that you're saying to yourself? I need to this, I need to that. And then next to that, writing down, I want to, whatever you want to accomplish and then adding joy to a joyful activity to help do that. So I think that's a really, easy exercise for people to do. And writing stuff down and seeing it on paper too is kind of like a, like typing it out is great, but I think actually writing it down is like more powerful.
0: I love that. Cool. So then word on the street is you also have a program coming up that our listeners might be interested in. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So the certifications that I was talking about, before where we host them four times a year. So our level one training is coming up on March 13th. And this is a virtual learning experience for people who want to learn how to teach kick it. Um, no surprise here. It's more about than just learning how to teach the method. It's about self-confidence and public speaking and leadership and a whole bunch of stuff. And yes, you also learn how to teach the method. Um, So that's our level one training coming up on March 13th. And it's great for anybody who's brand new to fitness um, or even people who have been teaching for many years, different formats or studio owners. Um, And then a level deeper is we have a level two session coming up in April and that's for our um, current level one trainers. So we have an opportunity for growth um, once you join the program
2: yeah and taking classes too is always an option so so many ways to do all of this um I when I got certified I have taken a lot of classes before in many different fitness things but I was like I don't know I don't think I ever told anyone but I was like I always wanted to be a kickboxing instructor so then I think I took your class Eliza three years earlier like two times and I was like oh great let me try it. and obviously like it is a great way to get your feet wet in the fitness world and lead in a way that I don't
0: know. I never thought I, I could.
2: So remember, it's really- like
0: Molly had never said anything to me in her life about wanting to teach any sort of fitness class. And then one day she's like, so yeah, I think I'm just going to sign up to be a kickboxing instructor. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, and it turned into such a beautiful thing. So yeah. where can our listeners find you?
1: you can find me at kick it by Eliza on almost every common outlet. So Instagram, Facebook, um, the website is kick it by And yeah, I think the best kind of get your feet wet situation is to take class and try it. And you can try it from anywhere in the world. And, um, if you love it as a student, amazing. And if you want more, we have, we have that option to go a little bit further.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll link all of that in the show notes as well. But this has been such a fun conversation. So thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on.
2: All right. Have a good day.